Hi, and welcome back to the Weed Wild and Woke podcast. Oh my gosh, I missed that jingle so much. I don't think you guys have any idea. My name is Nina. If you are new here, and if you're new here, welcome. Good to have you. Um, There's a lot of things that you missed in the meantime. If you are new here, if you are not new here, um, you know that I was on a roll recording the podcast for quite a while. I was doing really great. We were releasing episodes every week. And I want to say for the past three or four months, we have not been able to come out with any new content. So if you are a listener from before, uh, I apologize. And I probably have some splaining to do. I feel like Ricky's going to burst through the door any second and be like, you've got some splaining to do. And I do. I do. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to get into everything, of course, but uh, I guess this episode's kind of going to be a reintroduction um, back into season two, which is where we kind of left off. And I was really excited for that season to kind of pop off. We were getting a lot of listeners and a lot of people in, a lot of feedback, and things were really starting to pick up. So I'm actually very sad that we're kind of having to start over again, but it's fine. We'll get through it. Um, Again, if you're new here, my name is Nina. This is the Weed Wild and Woke podcast where we pretty much talk about everything weed related. We try to stay woke and uh, we're a little wild here. So, you know, prepare for whatever craziness comes with the podcast. There's kind of no restrictions. It's kind of completely uncensored, unhinged, off the wall uh, stuff. But I have a background in psychology. I have my bachelor's degree. I'm planning to go back for my PhD to do research psych. So I do like to touch on a lot of mental health topics. And that's kind of what um, prompted the podcast. So welcome, welcome. We'd love to have you. If you love it, uh, stick around. If you hate it, I don't blame you. You know, if this ain't your if this ain't your podcast, I won't be angry. But um, yeah, we, we were... <laughs> We had quite a few episodes, honestly. I want to say we were like in the 20s and 30 episodes deep. So it it was kind of heartbreaking to have to slow down. And I will get into that a little bit. But um, first things first, welcome back. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, there are a lot of things that have been going on in my personal life. And that's kind of what this episode is dedicated to. So if you're not trying to hear anything about, you know, my past couple of months and why the podcast wasn't up and this isn't your jam, then uh, just wait till the next episode and we'll dive into some deeper topics. But this episode, I just wanted to kind of dedicate to what I've been going through and and there's some lessons out of it and there's some things that I just want to talk about and share and uh, just open up about some of the things that I've learned, I guess, along the way and yeah, you'll see. I mean, there's there's stuff like living with your parents, um, you know, trying to adult in today's world and goal setting and depression and anxiety. I mean, everything is is pretty much covered in here and I'm going to be very vulnerable and very raw. Again, this is my life, so it is a little difficult to talk about. Not difficult. I wouldn't say difficult. I love sharing. It's just... Um, it's it's different for me. I've never like spoken on a podcast about my life and my life experiences before. I've I've been to therapy and I've talked to my therapist about all of these things. Um but I've never actually sat down and like done a podcast about my life, which is it's just something to get used to. Um and it's been a while, so you know, I just got to get 
get back on the bandwagon and have no fear. But I stopped recording a few months ago when we, I remember last I was telling you guys that we were planning to move out, my partner and I, we got engaged. Um, I don't have the greatest relationship with my family. I don't have the healthiest relationship with my family. Um, And that led to, you know, I still live with my parents. If you didn't know, I I moved out years ago. You know, I've been on my own. I'm I've I've experienced life. I've had apartments and I've moved out and I've lived with friends and I've lived with partners. I've done all of that. Um, But I ended up back home when I was going to school for my degree. And since then, I just haven't really had a chance to move out because things are expensive. I think first and foremost, things are expensive. And so when I met my partner and we got engaged, we really wanted to move out. Um, But that wasn't an immediate possibility because in California, things are very expensive. Uh, Just as an example, we were looking at listings the other day for for homes in the area. And I saw a five bedroom, uh, three bathroom house. It was a two story. It was a beautiful property. Don't get me wrong. It's gorgeous, beautiful property. They wanted $8,000 a month, $8,000 a month for rent to rent out this home. Okay. Granted, I don't need five bedrooms. I don't need five bedrooms and three bathrooms. I'm just trying to like I don't know, share with how shocking some of these prices are. And I understand that you're paying for like a home and it's somebody else's home and, you know, they're charging what what the market is asking for. And I'm sure that they have a mortgage that they need to pay, whatever. I totally get it. But eight thousand dollars like we were calculating it, my partner and I, if we had two other let's say we had, you know, four other roommates move in and we all got a bedroom, right? Obviously, the other roommates would not get the master bedroom. We would get the master bedroom. And even if we split it four or five ways, we would all still be owing about $2,000 in rent alone. And that's not including utilities, gas, trash, um, water, all of those things that add up, you know, property taxes. I don't know. I've never rented a home before, but I'm guessing that those kind of things get filtered into the price as well as, you know, pet deposits. I have Sage. I have my cat Poe. So you can imagine uh, our shock when we're trying to move out and everything is so terribly expensive. I mean, apartments, studio apartments where you just have one room and like everything is connected, the kitchen, the bathroom. Studio apartments are going for about 2000 in not very wealthy areas. Um, we live next to some very, very dangerous cities um, that are renowned for being very dangerous in the state of California. And even in those cities and areas, things are very expensive. Um, And so we've kind of run into a snag in the road when it comes to that. I mean, realistically, I I work a, you know, a part-time job and my partner works full-time. He makes really great money. He, you know, can take care of both of us pretty easily. But that wage just isn't enough anymore for two people, I think, to kind of start their life together unless you're like really well set up in life. Or if if you can figure it out, like please let us know what you're doing so that we can we can jump on that bandwagon because I don't know, it's just getting really rough out here. And I'm not trying to like be negative or I don't want to sound like I'm not willing to work really hard to get a place for us, which I am. Um, I'm a hustler, you know, I I went to school, I did full time, I had honors courses, I took over the 
Like I took more classes than I needed to every semester and I worked a full-time, two full-time jobs actually to pay my way through school. So I'm no stranger to hard work. Trust me. I am a very hard worker. However, I've taken the last couple of years to really focus on the things that I love doing. I wasted a lot of my youth uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol. I got clean and sober. I spent a lot of time trying to get back into school and get my life back on track. And so maybe I'm not as advanced as other people um, in my life journey. And it, I'm not trying to compare my life to anybody else's either. Like I'm on my own path and I have my own direction that I'm going and all of that. I, I totally get it. Like everyone goes at their own pace. I'm staying in my lane. However, realistically, I am a little bit behind which I don't mind. Like I said, I really don't mind. But the reality is that I need to figure out how to kind of take care of myself. Um, And that's been pretty difficult on top of living at home with your parents when you don't have a really great relationship with them. Uh, That can sometimes be a struggle. And so it's just been kind of this up and down of, not up and down, more like a circle. It's been more like a circle of just... We're trying to get out of the house, but we still live at home. My partner lives with me at my parents' home, and he kind of sees firsthand um, the relationship that me and my family have with one another. And it's, it's <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, it's pretty toxic. I'm not going to lie to you. It's pretty toxic. However, I'm not, you know, shaming anybody. I'm not shaming my parents or my family uh, for the way that they were raised or, you know, the traits that they have or, you know, however they had to navigate life to survive. I get it. Um, Nobody's perfect, but a lot of mistakes were made along the way and a lot of things, um, a lot of problems still exist in the the parent-child dynamic. Um, And we haven't really worked through all of those things, especially lately. Um, And it's important to add that my mother has a generalized anxiety disorder and she's takes medication for it. She, you know, takes care of her mental health. I also have generalized anxiety disorder and I have been diagnosed with depression in the past. So I am no stranger to mental health issues. However, when you live in a home with a parent who has the same disorder as you, it's sometimes very difficult to navigate life when both of you are having anxiety attacks or depression spikes or whatever the case may be. So it's been very difficult to kind of navigate that. And as the pressure's on for us to move out, um, a lot of things are coming up and a lot of toxic, you know, past things have have been coming up and it's just been really difficult. So like going back to the, the circle, we, you know, live with my parents, we're trying to move out. However, we still live with my parents. So there's daily things that come up and then we get frustrated and we get stressed and overwhelmed. And we tend to step away and take breaks from doing the things that we love. And that in turn makes us more depressed and anxious. And then that depression and anxiety um, is felt by everyone else in the house. And all of a sudden you have this big negative energy bubble of people who are just anxious and depressed and trying to fix the situation. But in doing that, it creates more anxiety and depression and it kind of goes around in this circle And that's the kind of loop that I feel like we've been stuck in for the past couple of months. And then on top of that, it's been, you know, the holidays, Christmas stress has come up. My grandmother is visiting from Germany and that alone is a very toxic relationship between 
uh, my grandma and my mother and in turn between my mother and myself and then my me myself and my grandmother so there's so many different dynamics that we're working around right now even with all my education and experience and psychology love for and passion for psychology you know it's really hard to therapy yourself i know a lot of people think that you know or actually i don't know i don't know if a lot of people think this but it is my impression that a lot of people think that if you go to school for psychology and you start to learn to understand these things that you can kind of therapy yourself better but in reality it's it's you can always work to better yourself but it's hard to therapy your own relationships um sometimes from the first person you know if you're not outside of the situation it's easy as a therapist to kind of see a situation from an outsider's perspective and be objective and give feedback and help and be open and receptive to helping somebody else and be able to see all sides. But when you're in it, um, it's harder to be objective. You know, it's, it's a lot of subjectivity. I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of repressed trauma and things that I still haven't worked through or new things that have arisen that I haven't really been able to work through. So it's not as easy to just therapy yourself, you know, and I've done a lot on my end to manage my mental health and my emotions and my state of mind while being here but it's still very difficult even knowing everything that i know so it's been a very big adjustment period you know and as me and my partner start talking about getting a place and settling down and possibly having children um you know we had a pregnancy scare i wouldn't say i mean pregnancy scare is a bad word you know i think it's bad i don't think it was so much a scare as it we just opened our eyes to the reality that i think we are not quite ready or not exactly in the place that we want to be to have children and before you come for me i know that they are a blessing and everything happens on you know at the right time and nobody's ever truly ready to have kids i get it but this situation just isn't ideal for us to be living at my parents' house with all the toxicity and negativity and stress and us working so much right now to try to just move out and find an affordable place and figure out what our next move is. It just wasn't a conducive environment to going through with a, a pregnancy. And so that was really, you know, it opened our eyes and it was a little bit stressful to kind of realize like, wow, we need to we need to find our own space, our own four walls, our own safe haven where we can build a home and start to think about having a family and starting a family and doing all these things. Um, but it's difficult, you know, and I don't just want, I'm not the type of person to just jump into things without truly thinking them through. And so, you know, on top of, you know, the whole dynamic between the family, we have grandma visiting that adds an additional layer of stress. And then the holidays that add an additional layer of stress. And, you know, now we're a week into January and things are starting to slowly return back to normal. My work schedule has returned to a normal uh, schedule, whereas during the holidays I was working extended hours. I didn't have enough time to come home, you know, do laundry, do dishes, cook dinner. Uh, take care of the dog, take him for a walk and stream and record the podcast and edit the podcast and, you know, and, 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 and there's always something to do. And that's been my biggest realization over these past couple of months is just, I've just been trying to survive, honestly. And 
uh, that might sound horrible, but uh, hopefully there's somebody out there who can relate or understands that sometimes just surviving is all we can do in the moment and that's fine. And I have just been trying to survive. Um, I'm pretty sure the podcast would have been a really nice outlet for me to kind of work through a lot of the mental issues and, and questioning things, you know, it would have been a good outlet for me, but I just was so unmotivated. I think that the depression just really took a hold of me and, you know, I couldn't find the motivation to get out of bed to do certain things and everything just seemed really futile and pointless uh, at in, when you're in it, you know, when you're sitting in that kind of darkness and you know, I'm so thankful to my partner for being there and being very supportive. I think um, he's a very big reason why I am able to jump back into this and jump back into streaming and jump back into recording podcasts because I have his support and he knows how happy it makes me and how passionate I am about these things. And so I'm very grateful that he's been there to kind of push me in the right direction. Um, or else I wouldn't be here right now. I probably would have given up with my anxiety. It's really hard to jump back into things. I have this like fallacy in my head that once I stopped recording the podcast, I immediately became irrelevant. And I thought I was going to lose my entire Twitch community. I thought people were going to think I wasn't serious about um, streaming consistently and putting out a podcast every week. And I, I put so much pressure on myself that I made myself feel like a failure before I had even failed. And I'm so grateful to my community. If you were in the Discord community, I am so grateful for you. Everyone has pretty much stayed for the most part, been amazingly supportive, um, been very loving and kind, given me so much grace They've listened to me. They've always given me feedback. Even when I'm not as active, they are always thinking about me and reaching out. And it's just been one of the most amazing feelings ever. Um, I think because I lack that familial support, um, it's nice to have the support of my chosen family. And so if you're listening and you're part of that community, I am so grateful for you. I don't think you guys realize how difficult of a time it's been for me. I'm really good at putting on a brave face. Like I said, I was just in survival mode. So sometimes I'm very good at just putting on a, a face to kind of fake it until I make it and, and trick myself into thinking that everything is okay because it's just been so rough. And there's been some days when I've been so low that I never thought I would climb back out of it. So, so grateful for you guys. And on top of that, because of all the holiday stress and everything and, and um, buying presents, and I, don't know, I know you don't need to buy presents, but obviously my family gets us gifts every year and I now have a fiance and, you know, we wanted to get his family gifts this year. And so, uh, and then a few months ago, my uh, graphics card started going out. So I had to buy a new graphics card. I, you know, got a couple things for the stream that I had to put on a credit card. And so debt starts to add up a little bit and that credit card usage went up a little bit. And that just adds, you know, financial stress just adds to the mental and emotional toll on top of everything else. So when I tell you it's been a rough couple of months, it's been a rough couple of months. We've I've absolutely been doing my best. Um, 
And we've just been exploring options on whether or not California was going to be somewhere that we were going to stay long term. We were considering possibly moving out of state just to kind of reduce costs and all of the things that we love doing, we can do from another state as well. So that's been in the works as well, kind of figuring out where I'm going to continue my PhD program, where we can settle down that's affordable, that we can start to think about planning a future together. So after all of that, bombarding you with what I've been going through, if that's not what you wanted to hear today, I apologize. I am back and I'm here and I have a clearer mind and I definitely realize that podcasting and streaming and doing these projects brings me an immeasurable amount of joy and helping people still brings me immeasurable amounts of joy. And so I'm going to continue doing it and I'm going to carve out the time to do the things that make me happy. And this is one of them. So if you're still here, I appreciate you. It's been a hell of a last few months, but I'm hoping that it'll just set it up for a good 2023. Um, I hope the rest of this year can just grow to become something beautiful. Um, I have so many new ideas. I have the energy to jump back into it. So, you know, who knows what will happen? I have a lot of topics that we wanted to talk about. Um, some, some of the things are like body image, um, uh, relationships with your parents, with family members. We've talked about boundaries in the past before. Um, just kind of revisiting some of the things that I've been going through in a little bit more depth in some of the upcoming episodes. Glenn should be back on the podcast for a few episodes again um, to kind of share his insight and his input. So expect him to make a couple of appearances in future episodes as well. Um, hopefully we can get some new people in to kind of just bounce ideas off of because I know that the way that I view the world is not the only way to view the world. Um, so I love having other people on the show to kind of get that feedback. And it's a little bit difficult because there's not a lot of programs that allow you to do to record a podcast with someone who's not actually here. It was difficult enough to try and get Glenn to record the podcast because um obviously we know each other so to get his mic set up we had to use this program and it was just it was so much work you guys it's so much work to get two mics into one setup without paying a crap ton of money like we're trying to do everything on a budget we're not sponsored everything that we do comes out of our own pocket like it costs money to put podcasts up it costs money to run a lot of these programs and so we try to do things um, as cost efficient as possible. And sometimes it's difficult to do that. So it's really hard to get an interview with someone, let's say, across the country. And like for me to sync up our mics and get all the audio right and do all the editing correctly, like it's a lot of work. And so as much as I want to do that in the future and as much as I plan to do that in the future, it's something that's going to take a lot of time and effort and a lot of networking to get the right people in here. So, you know, I have plans. Don't worry. I have lots of plans for the future. I just, you know, we'll get there step by step. So for now, this is kind of just the reintroduction back into season two, um, letting you kind of know where I've been, what I've been going through. I do want to 
touch on the parent-child relationship a little bit more because I've learned a lot from just being here, especially with my partner now. You know, it's different when you live in your parents' home by yourself and you're kind of used to everything and you don't really question your day-to-day life when you live with your parents in your in your adult life day-to-day. I mean, maybe some people do, but I, th- I think it just becomes routine for me. It comes becomes normal. And so having my partner here has been really enlightening because I have someone else to kind of be like, no, that wasn't really fair what they did, or I don't really understand why they did that or why they said that. And so it's nice to just have some validation sometimes. And I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten up to get another therapist, which I need to do. And that way I can start to actually heal and prepare myself to be a better mother to to my children, obviously. But it's really raised a lot of important things. And I think one of the most important ones is kind of if you do live with your parents and you're in the same situation as me, maybe things aren't ideal and you have a little bit of a toxic relationship with your family. Um, for me personally, I think it's, I think it has a lot to do with, I remember in therapy, we used to talk about, you have a parent role, right? And you have a child role. And typically the parent will talk down to the child because they are the parent and what they say goes, they make the rules, they set the boundaries and the children are, you know, in the child role, it's kind of expected that you listen to your parents and you do as they say, at least in my household, that's how it was. And I remember in therapy, the uh, one of the advice, advice, how do I say that? One of the advices that I got, no, one of the recommendations that I got was that as parents with living with adult children, um, you have to separate the distinction between parent-child and parent-adult. And so sometimes that line gets blurred, I think, in my family where it's not we're not talking parent to adult. We're still talking parent to child. And so a lot of the time I get talked to as if I am a child. And I think as a, you know, adult woman, it's very frustrating with a lot of life experience. It's very frustrating to live with your parents and constantly be talked down to as if as though I'm a child. Um, And I know that things were a lot different for my parents growing up and things are a lot different for me growing up and things will be a lot different for my children when they're growing up. But I think there's a huge lack of empathy when you remember that you are talking to an adult child um, and not your child. So I think there's been a lot of bossiness and lack of boundaries. And, you know, I'm my own person. And sometimes it's hard to separate or keep your identity when you have parents who expect you to act like the child that they raised, if that makes sense. And so it's been really hard to kind of maintain my identity because I I feel like I don't have one here. I feel like I'm still the child and I still get talked to like one, even though I've gone to college, I've gotten my degree, I've moved out, you know, maybe I'm not the richest person in the world or maybe I don't own a home yet, but it doesn't invalidate the fact that I'm still an adult who is still entitled to their decisions and is still entitled to their opinions and still entitled to be able to live differently than my parents did. And I think it's very difficult for my parents to understand that sometimes. Um, And so I'm trying to be respectful and empathetic in their space because it is their home 
And, you know, I, I understand that I'm very respectful of that. And I'm very grateful that I have a roof over my head. Um, however, it doesn't negate or dismiss my feelings of being talked down to or being treated as though I'm not accomplishing enough or not doing enough or not working hard enough or not, you know, cleaning good enough or whatever. You know, I didn't put the dishes away correctly, whatever it is. And those little things, um, my mom is very perfection oriented. She likes to have things very like, I mean, museum clean, like not a speck of dust to be found anywhere. Um, which is fine, but I, I don't live like that. And I'm not a slob either. I'm not disgusting and messy. I'm also very clean. I took a lot of that from my, but I'm just not a perfectionist about it. And so it's very hard to sometimes live up to those expectations. Um, and we're still working on <laughs> trying to be talked to like an adult woman, uh, which is what I am. Um, so trying to maintain my identity has been really tough. So if you're, if you're experiencing that as well, just just know that I hear you. And, you know, if, if there's any consolation, I don't know, just stick to your guns. Keep doing what you think is right. You don't owe anybody an explanation for your decisions. If you're an adult, you know, be respectful, follow the rules of, of your house or whatever, but you are allowed to have opinions. You are allowed to question things. You are allowed to set your own boundaries. You know, sometimes it's not always easy, but, you know, if you want to get into that a little bit more on a different episode, we totally can because we're already at 30 minutes. I wanted to keep it fairly light today. But if that's something that you're interested in, please let me know because I can definitely talk more about simple ways that you can set healthier boundaries and kind of enforce them while also respecting your parents' rules and their way of thinking, you know, but just know that you do have you are entitled to be your own person. Um, it may seem very difficult. And if you're like me and you don't like to make waves, I understand as well. Like I don't like to be disruptive. Um, I just, I just want my boundaries to be heard and I want to be my own person and I want to make mistakes and have the freedom to make mistakes. And sometimes it doesn't feel like I can do that in this environment. And so it's been, it's just been tough trying to maintain my identity. So that's one thing, definitely setting healthy boundaries and not being afraid to say no sometimes has been very helpful for me. I, you know, it kind of sucks. I'm confined to my room because I choose not to hang out in uh, sh like communal areas. Um, I choose to stay in my room a lot and do my own thing, which is fine, but that's just what I have to do to survive right now. Um, and it's important to remember that our bodies remember, our central nervous systems, they remember how we grew up, right? So if you grew up walking on eggshells, um, like if someone walks into the room and you feel the energy change, um, if someone raises their voice, it can send your entire body into fight or flight. Um, the body remembers even when the mind can't recall. Um, that's something that the holistic psychologist said. I follow her fiercely and it resonated with me because I definitely feel like my body responds to those things and it's very trained to respond to those very sensitive things. And so untraining myself to react when those things happen has been an important growth for me while still living here. Um, 
And when you grew up in a home where you had to manage your adult's rage or outbursts, you kind of learn to appease people and you learn to kind of, you're more normalized to accept that abuse. And it is abuse. It's mental and emotional abuse. Um, you know, don't self-diagnose yourself and say that you were abused, but I know for a fact, because I've been to therapy, that I have endured a lot of mental and emotional abuse. And sometimes you take it as as that that's just how things are going to be instead of learning to remove yourself from the situation. And so I'm currently working on just removing myself from the situation so that I can focus on my growth and my healing Um, And it's a very difficult thing to do, but it is possible. So if you are experiencing that, please, please, please just know that there is a way to untrain yourself, uncondition yourself to respond and react that way. And it's not easy. I'm not saying it is. I'm still attempting to do it, but it is possible and there are tools and there is support. And that is what I hope to bring back into the podcast there's definitely life after survival mode, I promise. There, You can totally get back to a normal way of being. So definitely been working on a lot of self-awareness, emotional intelligence, relational education, um, learning to empower myself to do the things that I love. Um, you know, I don't get a lot of support for the things that I do from my family. I don't think that they really understand what podcasting is, what streaming is how it affects my mood, how it helps me, how it helps other people. Uh, So I don't really get that support at all. And I need to learn to lean on the support of you guys and my community um, to feel empowered to do the things that make me happy and that I know bring other people some sense of clarity or joy or relief. And so I'm going to continue doing those things because they in turn bring me joy. And I know I've said that on the podcast before many times, but I'm trying to say it out loud so I can kind of get back into that mindset myself. So it's not easy. You know, taking care of yourself isn't easy. I just saw an Instagram page. I don't remember this this woman's name, but she basically has a whole Instagram page about how she was never uh, taught to take care of herself as an adult. Nobody teaches you how to manage your emotions, how to regulate, how to heal, how to do things differently. I think we all tend to fall into patterns, um, whether we like to admit it or not. We tend to become like our parents in many ways, but we don't have to. We have a choice. And I think it's really comfortable to just be like, oh, well, this is how my parents were. Uh, This is why I am the way that I am, and I'm not going to change. And if you really are seeking growth and you really want to improve yourself for you, then there is hope and there is a way and there is a path that you can walk and there is, you know, suggestions that you can take. And so I want to get back to empowering myself and empowering anybody else who's going through the situation to see that and kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I guess we're kind of going on this journey together. Um, it's, it's been, it's been wild. I have a lot of things that I can share. I've been going through some, uh, body image issues. I have gained quite a bit of weight due to the holidays. I'm not going to blame it on the holidays because it was definitely, um, a lot of emotional eating. And with that came a lot of bodily changes, um, that, 
I'm not proud of, and I would love to get back into a healthier mindset so I can get back to doing my yoga and working out and feeling my best. And I know that's had a huge impact on my mood is just not feeling my best and not feeling comfortable in my own skin. So that's been something that I've also been dealing with, but I'm, I'm also, you know, learning to love myself in all stages of life. And hopefully if I improve the mental, it'll, it'll shine outward to the physical and you know, it's all connected. So if you think it's not, it's definitely all connected, your health, your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, it's all connected. They all affect one another. And I absolutely know that when I am stressed and anxious and constantly in survival mode, I tend to emotionally eat because it's one of the few things that I have control over that bring me happiness, um, whether it's healthy or not. And it hasn't been very healthy, uh, but I can I can see that and I can admit that and I'm willing to work on that. So, I mean, I guess I guess I totally understand this girl on Instagram and I think it just resonated with me and it kind of inspired me to be like, hey, let's get back on the train together. You know, I, I, I'll I share my experiences with you as I go along this journey of just kind of rediscovering myself this year and getting back on the right track, um, my track, you know, what I think is the right track for me. Um, so if you want to join me on this journey, we'll have plenty of things to talk about. I've already hit my 40 minute uh, limit that I wanted to keep for today. So I'm just so happy to be back I'm sorry for like dumping all of this on you if this is not what you were expecting today, but I'm just so happy to be back. It feels really good to be sitting back in this chair and just my mind is racing right now with all of the things that I want to talk about and share with you guys. And so if you will have me for the next, the rest of season two, um, I look forward to future episodes. As always, if you... uh want to provide some feedback you can always find me on instagram at nina pizza queen i have a discord server uh, you can always reach out and find me on uh, any platform to find that link to my discord i have a link tree on pretty much every page so if you find me on twitter it's weed wild woke podcast if you want to find me on twitch i am nina pizza queen across all those platforms including tiktok and yeah, just go ahead and reach out to me. I look forward to hanging out with you guys again some more. I look forward to getting back into the swing of things. And I look forward to just sharing my struggles and my successes with you. Um, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful start to your new year. So I know I'm late on everything. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate, you know, I hope you had a great new year. I hope you set some intentions for yourself this year. I don't really believe in like the New Year's resolution things. I think it's never too late to improve and work on yourself. Um, you can start at any point. It doesn't have to be the new year. But if you chose to set some intentions for this year, I really hope that you get a chance to work on them or that we can work on them together. And I would love to hear some of your resolutions for this year or some of the things that you guys are going through, uh, guys and gals and non-binary pals. So yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening to me. And I hope 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 I can see you guys in the next episode and I hope you have a great week. Go do something nice for yourself. Remember that you only get one life. So live it to the best of your abilities doing the things that you love, 
And remember to tell the people that you love that you love them. Um, We don't always get a chance to do that. And so if you haven't told somebody that you love them today, that you have been slacking on, go out and tell them that you love them because I love you guys. Guys, keep me afloat. You keep me sane. And I will see you next week for another episode. Stay high.